0: And 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 that you know, and when I say to people now, because they, they you know, people say to me all the time, "You don't know what it's like. You don't know how hard it is." And I'm like, "No, I know. You're just not willing to get uncomfortable in order to succeed."
1: Welcome to the Shark Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm an NFL veteran of eight years, and now. I'm an author, leadership and personal development coach and international speaker. In this podcast, you will learn strategies to get unstuck in life and find your influence. You will hear inspirational and value packed stories from former and current elite level athletes, successful entrepreneurs and experts in the field of personal development. My mission is to help former elite level athletes find their identity and utilize their influence to create a life of impact. Welcome to another episode of The Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. Uh, I'm coming to you today. I got a very special guest. Her name is Marin Roberts Huntley, and she's the author of the top rated book, Made to Hire How to Get the Job You Really Want. She has over 20 years of sports business experience, from the MLS to Nike and beyond, and she has 10 years of experience in career coaching. Her expertise is helping people put forth the best version of themselves so they can reach their career potential. Her clients call her the secret weapon. We talk about and we break down different things. Well, actually, there's five of them, five different things that can help you get the the job that you desire the most. And when it comes to athletes helping us understand like what our brand is and how to share that brand with folks and how to use that to leverage, to get the career that you want, she breaks it down to bite-sized nuggets. And I think you guys are going to really be, uh, you're going to really get a lot of value out of this show. Okay, so sit back, grab a pen, take notes, and uh, check out our interview. Well, Maren, thank you so much for being a guest on the the podcast. Um, I'm really excited about, you know, what we're going to talk about today and I know you have uh, a ton of experience and expertise so before
0: well, Alex thanks for having me right back at <laughs> you you you're a pretty fascinating guy yourself I was joking when we chatted last time that we we could do a talk show oh or for
1: sure for sure <laughs> uh, can you tell my my listeners a little bit about you
0: yes sure so I gosh I've worked in the sports industry. For 20-ish years, I started my career working in Major League Soccer, uh, worked under the Adidas umbrella, Worked got, got my dream job working at Nike after I got my MBA in sport. And then, you know, Alex made a crazy decision about a decade or so ago to leave Nike and start my own business. And I started a sports marketing consulting firm, which really gave me the opportunity to work with a lot of different clients in the sports industry, and that also led me to become a teacher uh, at the University of Oregon, where I still teach sports marketing, and, um, you know, it's funny how life goes, right? Um, I, I, I built a lot of curriculum as a university teacher, but one of the things that I really noticed was that, uh, you know, People are great at, at learning in a school setting and getting a degree and things like that. But once you need to translate that into getting a job, <laughs> it just is like there's this huge gap. And so, I, uh, I I wrote a book on how to do that. I wrote a book on how to land your dream job. And so, I've spent the better portion of the past decade also working as a career coach and helping people make that transition, whether it's um, you know from College to, to their working life or career transitions, like a lot of the people you work with, a lot of the athletes making that transition from being an athlete to actually getting a job working in sports or working in business or whatever it may be. So, those are some of the hats that I wear, and I love just, gosh, love helping people.
1: I love that you know, you're writing a book and being able to share with the world some of the things that you've gone through, some of the, the data points and whatnot that, that can help others. So, what is something that we can do um, yeah. as people, or even as former athletes? What are some some nuggets you can give us, or how do we yeah. how do we land that dream job, or how do we yeah. how do we find it?
0: I, I would love to talk about that, Alex. You know, and I think so. I, I have this this pretty big background, you know, in 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 the sports world on the corporate side, right? Working for the brands, and I think I approach the career world pretty differently than most career coaches, because I teach people to see themselves as a brand. And that's definitely something that I think athletes start doing much more than the typical person. But how do you see yourself as a brand and use that to your advantage in getting what you want in your career? And so what I work with people on is this idea of, really thinking about how you're bringing your your best self forward, right? So that can be, for example, how to make a great first impression, right? Um, You know, that happens in seven seconds from the time when someone interacts with you. They've already made these thoughts in their mind about who you are, how good you're going to be at whatever it is you're trying to do, right? So I help people make a better first impression, whether that's in person or on video um, and then certainly online, right? So LinkedIn is this huge thing now in you know in the world of work. And I spend a lot of time looking at LinkedIn profiles and helping people with LinkedIn profiles. And they're a mess, Alex. Um, you know, people just don't know how to sell themselves, and, and LinkedIn makes it easy for you to do it, but people just can't seem to put it together. So I spend a lot of time doing that um, as well, and then also working with people on how to how to tell your own story. You know, it's funny, right? Because we get really good about uh, at talking about other people or companies or teams that we, you know, we play for, but then the, you know, the camera turns and it's like, so tell me about yourself, or what do you want to get out of your career? And people kind of look around like, what do you, what do you mean? You want me to talk about myself? You know? Um, so that, so really helping people think of themselves as a brand is a big part of what i do with people and and a lot of that too is just helping build their confidence in order to do that well yeah. you know because nobody teaches us this stuff and that's why i wrote my book was cuz you know i took all my learning you know in corporate marketing and 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 i've applied it to to people right and and you viewing yourself as a brand and managing that brand and putting that brand out there the best way that you can so gosh, you know, if you put a little bit of attention to it, it can go a long way. I
1: love that. One of the things, a conversation, a very powerful conversation I had um, was when I was, I went into a job interview. It was my first job interview outside of football. And when when exactly what you're talking about, when she, I did all the research about the, the nonprofit. I did all that. But then when she turned it and flipped it on me and started asking me questions about me, and my passions and what I'm about, that's like, I was left, I didn't know.
0: Well, and I think too, you know, it's about knowing your audience, right? So you or I, everyone, right, has a, I like to think of it like a menu, right? So you have a fascinating story, right? So you have a menu of probably a hundred different things that you could pull when you're sharing your story with someone. Right. And and the, the trick is knowing your audience, right? And and knowing the version of your story that is going to connect best with them. And it's about creating some emotion in that person because you know it's so easy to just tune someone out, right? Because people aren't that interesting unless they open up a little bit, right? So what are those parts of your story that you're going to tell that are gonna make that person feel
1: something? That is such a powerful influencer. So what I talk about yeah. and what I coach on is how to have more influence. How to how yeah. do we become a better leader? You know, I didn't know this back in the day, but there's different, <laughs> you know, there's different things that, that cause us to, to have more impact as a leader. I always thought it was because of I was pretty damn good at football. It was yeah. because of my abilities. Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. only one part. That's only one part of what's going to move the needle for somebody to follow you or even be interested in you. So when you talk about intuition, right, you want to make mm-hmm. someone feel a certain way. And for me, back, you know, back in the day, I didn't care how people felt. I thought, I thought that, you know, my abilities, you know, me, me having this platform or playing in the NFL that that was enough, but opening up and sharing yeah. vulnerable moments when I didn't have success. So mm-hmm. I share that on stage and also with my coaching clients that that's yeah. powerful. You first have to own it and then be able, because that's part of now, that's part of my brand, what you're talking about. Right. But if I, Absolutely. but if I just hid it and buried all the mistakes that I've made, yeah. both on the field and off the field in my personal life, nobody would really, I, I wouldn't connect with, with, you know, with that individual I'm talking to or that audience because more more people connect with failure than they do success.
0: Well, and, and that's the thing, right? With with successful athletes is they almost, to an average person, they almost feel untouchable. They definitely feel unrelatable. And so the key there is you you know, you don't need to share your accolades. That's obvious, right? Hold on, but I don't need to, need to wear to my do- my championship <laughs> ring everywhere I go. Are you sure? I mean, I want to see it but but you know the, the key is like how do you uh, how do you make that other person listening to your story feel like they can relate to you feel like there is you know a place for you in their organization right and and i agree with you because people will say to me Marin you've had this amazing career and i always raise my hand and i say hold on a second the first time i applied to nike i was rejected mm. and I cried for two days, (laughs) you know, but that lit a fire under me. And that's, you know, that's a big part of why when I eventually got in there, you know, I was like, heck yeah, you know, because I worked, you know, I worked through it. And, and, and that was a part of my story in that first, you know, interview that led to me getting in, you know, I shared with that interviewer, I said, this isn't the first time I've interviewed here, but I, you know, I hope this is going to be the last and here's what I've learned. Mm. Since, you know, since it didn't work
1: out. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. when you talk about like first impressions, like mm-hmm. what does that mean? Like, and, and let's just talk yes. because cause you talked about two of them, right? You talked about the online presence mm-hmm. and whether yeah. it's on LinkedIn or website or whatever. But then you also talked about like live and in person. How how yeah. do my listeners, how do, how do I make the first impression that, is going to win over an audience or win over an interviewer.
0: Well, so it's interesting, right? So as an athlete, you're used to proving yourself on the court, on the field, where, you know, wherever your field of play is. Right. And and that's what you're used to being judged on. And, And I love that. But when you want to transition your success into a professional, you know, arena, not of sport, but of something else, That's where people are going to start judging you on a whole other set of things. And, you know, for example, it's how you show up, right? And so a couple key things there is just how you present yourself, right? So how you dress, right? And yes, for example, the sports industry on the business side, right? Let's say at Nike or Under Armour or whatever, Sure. It's, it's more casual. The attire is more casual, but if you're showing up for a networking meeting or an interview, let's say you're not, in my opinion, you're not showing up in your sneakers and your jeans. You ha- you don't have the job yeah, yet, yeah. right? Like You're showing up at a brand like one of those you're showing up in business casual, right? So you, you know, you got, you got some slacks and a, and a dress shirt on or at a Yeah. I mean, I, I, <laughs> you definitely aren't wearing a tie. You're definitely not wearing a suit because that's also not a cultural fit for places like that. Right. But you know, that's one big thing, right. Is what you wear and have you taken some effort to like, you know, get a haircut, right. Like, you know, look like you've taken a shower, that sort of thing. But Alex, one of the biggest things that I notice when I work with people is how they enter the room. Right. So people either enter the room with an energy of wanting to engage and being present and eyes up and like warm, you know, energy, smiling, whatever. Or they enter the room and we see this all the time, looking at their phone, you know, acting like they're too cool. They're thinking about. Oh, yeah. All the time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Right. And, you know, who are you going to hire? Right, you're going to hire the person who wants to be there, who's ready to engage with you. One of the things we don't talk enough about is nonverbals, right? right? And what do I mean by that? I mean, what are you doing with your arms? Are you walking into a room like with your arms crossed in front of you, which is a super closed posture, right? Are you walking in, you know, with your arms at your side, or maybe reaching out to, you know, to greet the person, you know, smiling versus looking like you just had a tooth pulled, you know. Like <laughs> just those little things, Alex, they add up. Again, it's within seconds. They add up and they give someone that impression of you that is pretty hard to change. Mm. So that that's kind of the in-person, you know, vibe. But then you also mentioned LinkedIn, yeah. right? So it's such an important tool with for job seeking nowadays, especially since COVID, right? Because so much is virtual. Yeah. And actually, literally just before jumping on the call with you, I was running a workshop on LinkedIn and um, it's so funny to me, you know, because LinkedIn makes it so easy, for, you know, it's just plug and play, right? Like fill in the gaps, right? They've got the template there, just fill it in. But, you know, why do some people not have a headshot posted right? Why do some people not have an image there's a, a space for an image behind your head Don't put a picture of a mountain or a river or something useless there. Put a picture of something that speaks to your professional passion. Use that space to tell a
1: story right Right I'm doing it right Danny I, I think I'll put a, I'll <laughs> yes you't mind I put a, a, it was a, a football picture. But I was, yeah, I but it. I loved it, and not because it was me, but the focus I had on this receiver. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, and so if you look at like my it. eyes, and like ah. he's aggressive, he's coming at me, yeah. but in it, it looks yeah. like I'm calm and I'm laser focused. And so yeah. that was the, you know, I wanted that to, you know, to be able to tell a story.
0: Let me add something else about LinkedIn, because I think this is really relevant for your listeners. So there's another thing on LinkedIn right below your headshot, and it's a headline. And it, you know, for most people, it says their current job title or their most recent job title. And what LinkedIn does is, is it defaults, it just defaults to what's in your work experience, to whatever that most recent job is, right? But what people don't realize is you can change that. You can go in and edit that. And so, you know, if you go look at my Headline, right? It says it says something like you know career coach, marketing
1: instructor. It says uh, you know, top rated career coach. Oh. I'm just going <laughs> to hey uh, hey, I'm, that's what it says. Hey-o. So okay, I, I'll I'll give you those flowers now. I don't want you. I mean you can too, <laughs> but I want to make sure it's a hey, people, top rated. I'll go. Thank you,
0: thank you. So the point I want to make, you're very sweet. The point I want to make by saying that is each of us. Are a lot of things. Like, I am so much more than just a career coach. Like, for me, the number one thing I do for my clients is I build their confidence, right? for your listeners, they are so much more than just an ex-NFL player or an ex-NBA player or a current this, right? And I think, again, when we look at ourselves as a brand, right, and and we start to think about all the things that we bring to the table, right? Like like you're a a leader, you're a connector, right? Like you have all these things that you are that are so much more than just that, that first thing that you say when someone says, what do you do for work? Right. And so I want to challenge your listeners to think about that, get out a piece of paper, get out a pen and start writing down the, you know, what are you beyond just that first title that you give yourself and start thinking about those as phrases that you also put in your
1: LinkedIn headline. Love that. You know, one of the things, you know, when you talk about, um, or when I talk about leadership and influence, right. Not everybody, um, Puts a ranks ranks these different influencers the same, right? Mm-hmm. For me, yeah. character is number one, right? Character, yeah. which is who you are, right? How you communicate. Um, one thing that 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 also is huge is experience, right? If I'm going to mm-hmm. hire a sprint coach for my 11 year old daughter. most likely you can communicate with the best of them. You can have relationships, which is also an influencer. You can have all that, but if you don't have experience, meaning you're fresh out the box, you can have, you know, you can even have had success in whatever level, but if you don't have experience coaching athletes, For me, and you know, and, and I understand environments, right? There's different environments where mm-hmm. where one thing's gonna trump another. But working with my eleven year old daughter, you gotta be a good person. You gotta have experience. Yeah. And, you know, based on that, okay. I'm going to hire you.
0: Let me challenge you on this then, Alex, because I totally agree with you on that. However, they're not even going to have a chance to get the job unless they have done a good job at marketing themselves right which is what i'm getting at here this idea of if they don't know how to tell their own story right if they don't know how to make a great first impression if they're not actually managing the brand that is their own name you're you're never even going to give them a chance to know if they have strong character or you wouldn't even know if they have good experience because they won't even come up on your radar mm-hmm.
1: so being able to and, and so let me so with the different stories that we have inside of us our different experiences mm-hmm are you saying they should be able to talk on those different things, whether it's failure, success, loss, um, things, how you've, uh, here's a big thing is change, right? Mm-hmm. I think those are, yeah. I think those are super cool when you can be able to tell a story. Hey, I was this person and I saw that and I recognize yeah. this. And then now what steps did you take to, to change. Hopefully I totally
0: way. I totally agree with you. And but I think also if you if we were gonna challenge people to to just be good at telling one story about themselves, I think it is their why. So what do I mean by that? I mean, why are you here? Why do you want my time? Why do you want this job? Why do you care about working for this company? So let me tell you a little I story. That, so when yes. I you know, so when I knew that I wanted to work in the sports industry on on the business side, right? So I had started out my career in major league soccer and I had, you know, I was young. I didn't know anything, right? And I said to myself, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a couple different short-term jobs after my contract in soccer was a short-term thing, right? After that finished, I was like, I'm going to try a couple different areas of the sports industry and see where I want to work. And I realized it was, it was working for a product company on the marketing side, that was going to be the sweet spot for me, right? And I thought, how am I going to do this? <laughs> you know, everybody wants that job, right? How am I going to do this? And so you're going to laugh because this is, sounds crazy. But what I did was I called the front desk for, and this is 20 years ago, right? I called the front desk of Reebok, Puma, and Adidas. Oh, and Nike. And I, I basically said, can I speak to the you know the marketing director? And <laughs> this yeah, is a true so story. Cool. <laughs> and I, got, and I was, gosh, so I'm 43 now. So what I was in my early 20s then. Okay. So I'm shocked that I got connected to each of those people. This wasn't all on the same day because I had to get up the courage to do this over and over okay, again. Okay. Um, and I got put through to each of those people. But I realized, even back then, I realized that... I needed to be able to tell my story. Who the hell am I? Why am I bothering you? And I needed to convey that why. Why do you need to care? And I knew I had about 60 seconds before they were going to hang up on me. And then if they didn't hang up on me, I maybe had another three minutes that I could hold them on the phone and hopefully connect again, connect with them emotionally. And, and, you know, I grew up as an athlete as well. Nothing like you uh, or nothing as impressive as your listeners. Right. But I knew that my understanding of sport and how athletes think, plus my experience, the little experience I had, right. You know, um, doing internships or just, you know, business type stuff. I knew that I had enough that if I could put it together in a way that would on a human level, make that person on the phone feel something I knew I could hook them. Right. And that's how I got my, that's how I got the job. I had back at Adidas wow. and, and, and that, you know, and when I say to people now, cause they, they, you know, people say to me all the time, you don't know what it's like. You don't know how hard it is. And I'm like, no, I know you're just not willing to get uncomfortable in order to succeed because failure sucks. We've all felt it, right? And failure often makes you just push further down within yourself, right? And we've all had those feelings of, I'm not good enough. This is never going to happen, right? You know, I'm just going to fail again, right? But, you know, the, the, the opportunity within each of us is to say, no, like, I'm going to take, take those learnings from that failure, I'm going to combine those with the, the moments where I have one. Right, I'm going to ask for feedback from people who care or experts who know. Right, and I'm going to try again. Right, and you know, for me, um, that's what I did, and that's what I did over and over again. Was I kept failing, Alex? You know, it wasn't like I've had this smooth sail up to where I am now. I mean, there was so much failure to the point where I wrote a book about it. You know, I wrote a I wrote a book because I thought. We need to get real about how do you actually land your dream job, and part of that is taking a really close look at yourself and the things that you're good at, the things that you struggle with, and how are you going to connect with people in a way where you know how to put the best version of yourself forward, but you also are really being authentic and genuine about who you are and what your why is for being
1: here. I love that. Getting down, boil it you down know? to your why. And one of the things yeah. that that I, you know, when playing sports, good teams, bad teams, and, and also like how I coach with uh, with individuals is a lot of times success tends to hide inequities or tends to hide uh-huh. things that could later on blow up. And when I say blow up, I don't mean in a good way. I mean in a bad way. Yep. Totally. And then when you experience loss or failure, now if you're really um, uh, intentional about it, you can look and dive down, whether it's, you know, as a team or as an individual, yeah. you start to dive down and look closer at the character that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and start to uh, you know put a flashlight and be like, oh, that's why, I would I had a blind spot, I, that's where yeah. pride set in, and mm-hmm. if you if you if you are very intentional about looking at those different failures like you're talking about, there's fruit that can come from that I believe.
0: Oh, there's so much, but you know I think especially as as an athlete, there, there's this feeling of pressure to always be perfect and always to win. And, and in particular, that transition that someone goes through when they decide or when they need to end their, you know, their professional career and and transition into something else, it is so overwhelming. And that, that, that first year of feeling like the the lack of feeling of winning is really difficult for, for athletes. You know, it's, I mean, it can, you know, a lot of client, my clients, you know, are, have been in that situation where, I mean, they go from the highest highs to feeling so down and so useless and almost like all the successes they ever had. It's almost like they have erased them all, you know, you know what I mean? And, and forgotten who they are. Right. And, and so, you know, for me, it's about making sure that that foundation of who you are and and, and knowing your character, knowing your worth, knowing your why is there. Right. And sometimes that just takes some remembering, right. And some small wins. Right. And then rethinking your approach, because one of the other things that I see happening so much, especially with athletes who are used to winning is when they're ready to go after something new. Right. So let's, you know, say some job outside of, you know, being an athlete, they think it's just going to happen, mm-hmm. right? And when it doesn't just happen because they're used to winning, that's even further confusing and, and, and really can hit really hard. But but one of the things, if I can share kind of another piece of advice, yeah, you know, that I, I would love your listeners to think about is getting to that next place in your career, making that transition from athlete to, you know, to, to working in outside in the working you know world outside of sport, uh, it is about so much more than submitting applications online. That is not the formula for success. You can do that till you're blue in the face, right? You can submit 60 applications a week and nothing will happen, right? And I always say to people, like, I view it as five steps, right? Five steps that are going to get you your dream job. Submitting that application is step four. So what the heck are steps, what are, what are the yeah, other yeah, steps? Yeah. Can, I share, can I share that with you? Because I think yeah. this, this would maybe help some of your listeners who are struggling yeah, with absolutely. that transition. You're not going to be surprised to hear step one is building your brand, right? So step one is thinking of yourself like a brand and showing up like a brand, right? When you, like we talked about, when you meet with someone in person, making the right first impression. When you're, you know, setting up a profile on LinkedIn, putting some effort into it right? When you're telling your own story, being intentional, thinking about that menu of things you can pull from and doing it in a way that's going to connect on a human level with the person who you're telling your story to, right? So step one, building your brand. Step two, actually leveraging your network, right? So it's crazy how even though you don't think as somebody making a new transition, right? Out of sport and let's say, you know, into into work. You don't think you've got a network. You've got one hell of a network. People just don't know that they can help you because you've never asked, right? What about if you wrote down on that piece of paper in front of you, you wrote down the five names of people who you think might be able to lead lead to your next job? And what about if you reached out to each of them and said, can I, can I grab five minutes over the phone with you? I, you know, I'm working on something within myself. And what about if you said to them, I have a couple ideas of the sort of work I'd like to do as my next thing. Do you have any advice for me? And you know what? I bet one of those people will say to you, let me introduce you to so-and-so, right? So actually, and it takes a little bit of humility to say, I don't have all the answers and I'm not necessarily going to get this, you know, perfect here. But reaching out to your network and saying, you know, can I ask you for some advice? Would you be willing to help me? Right. Step three, and this one, people are going to kind of tweak their heads at it. But step three is this idea of creating a portfolio. So what do I mean by that? I mean, just like I said about LinkedIn, that you are so much more than your last or your current job. You are so much more than just a resume, right? So 99% of people go into their job search and into an interview with just a resume. As a athlete, right? Would you go into a big game having just trained one day that week?
1: No, I would not.
0: Hell no, right? So that's my analogy for people who think they're going to get their their dream job just using a resume. And when I say you need to create a portfolio, what I'm referring to there is there are a lot of other tools that you can use to represent you, just like a lot of other days and ways you can train that will help you get that win. It's the same thing with looking for a new job, right? So I talk in my book about a suitability map, right? Which is like a one page document that takes the job description for this job you saw online that you just think seems amazing. And it takes those key responsibilities that they say they want. And on the other side of the page, you explain how you have that thing or those things. you. You don't necessarily take all 10 things from the job description because you don't have all 10, but maybe you've got six or seven And you're just like, yes, I have these things. And those are the ones you put on this one page suitability map, right? Even if you just did that, even if you just had a resume and a suitability map, you are putting yourself ahead of all 99% of the people out there in terms of what they're bringing to the table. You know, and, and Alex, I got all sorts of stuff like that, all sorts of tools that you could put into whether it's a physical portfolio, like a little booklet, Right. And you take it to an interview or put it in a PDF, like a five or six page PDF and email it to the person who you're trying to get their attention or perhaps you're interviewing with. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's that's step three. Right. So creating a portfolio that's more than just a resume. Step four. Yes, is apply online. But you see, there's a lot of work that needed to happen before your application could even be taken seriously, as far as I'm concerned, because if all you're doing is applying online, throw your resume in the garbage. Gotcha. Step five to land your dream job: it's you got to ace the interview, right? So you got to do your work, right? You got to research the company, you got to know your stuff, you've got to know trends, you've got to, you know, you really have to put in the time to prep for that interview. Um, you know, you got to practice typical interview questions. You got to be really great in those first couple minutes when the interviewer says, "So tell me about yourself," right? You got to ace that interview, um, so. Yeah, you know, I think that just how people approach that
1: transition
0: is something that is such a huge opportunity.
1: I love that. Man, I needed you about, let me see, it's 2022, <laughs> I finished, and I needed you back in 2005, 2006. I needed your book. <laughs> right Now, uh, you know, there there was some hiccups along the road, but I think, and I I think with your book and, you know, we'll talk about some of the other. but like it's given a fast track. I'm a big, I'm a big believer in time and and how valuable that time is. So with.
0: Yeah. It doesn't have to be that difficult. That's, that's why I wrote this book is because yeah, there's the playbook for this. I wrote the thing and, you know, people are out there struggling, right? And, and you know, I, I just said to myself, I can't watch this anymore. I, I gotta I got to make this easier for people who wanna hack hack this system yeah. because it doesn't have to be so hard. Because like you said, time is money, right? Like, I don't wanna spend the next year trying to get a job I'm gonna be excited about. There's gotta be a better way. There is a better way, I love it. you know?
1: I love it. Maren, how can... Um... People, my listeners, how can they get more of you um, with your website? Fr- first, your book. Um, if you yeah. have any any uh, online courses, um, how can my people get more of you so they can you we can are, help fast wow. track them? Hey,
0: let's do it. Let's do it, Alex. So my website is made to hire Not like a cleaning service, people, but made <laughs> M-A- <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. Yep h-i-r-e made to hire.com and on there you can find my book you can find i have an online course that you can take if you're like i don't like reading Marin. i just want to i just want to watch something even
1: though i wrote a book i don't like reading but I, I
0: know you and i are similar um and then i just you know i do stuff like i'll help people with their linkedin um profile i help people with their resumes people also hire me for one-on-one coaching if they're just like maren I need a plan of attack. Like I'm going to just build the beans to you. You help me build a plan. And I love doing that because, you know, in an hour with, with people, I can like, we can, we can really lay it out there. And then it's like, go, and you come back to me when you need me, but you go, you get it done. I'm here. You know, people usually think of me as their secret weapon, which
1: is a lot of fun. I love that. Marin. I wish you were my secret (laughs) weapon. You are now, but I wish you were my secret (laughs) weapon decades ago. Uh, if you're a former, you don't even have to be a former athlete, uh, I think, to be able to, you know, to, to see the benefits of what Mary can do yeah. for you guys. Um, take, please take advantage of it. Check her out. She'll be in the show notes. Um, uh, Mary, any closing thoughts? Because you dropped a lot of nuggets, and I just want to make sure I scrape the plate while I got you here.
0: Thank you. You know, I would just say to your listeners, give yourself some credit. We are so hard on ourselves and you're so much better today than you give yourself credit for. So start from there and, it, you know, you're going to continue
1: to do amazing things. I love that. Well, Marin, thank you Thank Alex. you so much for being a guest on the Shark Effect. I want to have you on again.
0: Hey, I'll come back anytime. Thank you so much for having me.
1: If you like this, if you like this episode... Or the ones in the past. Please share it. Share it. You can leave a review. We love those. We love ratings, right? Five stars is dope. Um, because when you do that, we get more impactful, elevated people to come on the show. And we can talk about the things that that can help you. Right? That can help you. As a former athlete, former elite athlete transition. There are a lot of there's a lot of information out there, and there's a lot of things that you can do with your platform. And I'm yes, I I do understand this, and I didn't understand it back in the day. I understand it now. So it's never too late. All right. Hey, until next time, keep aligning, assigning, and adjusting to the person that you want to become. All right. So if you got some value from today's episode and you're looking for the next step, well, here it is. I want you to subscribe to our Facebook group. It's called the Shark Effect group. And when you get in, you'll be linked up with some other former elite level athletes. And they'll be there sharing some actionable steps and advice to get you to where you want to go. Because they are there. They are where you want to go. Uh, They're fighting to get further. And so you can get some some value from just joining a group, and it's free. So you don't have to worry about anything like that, about paying. But I suggest, if you're looking for the next steps to get to where you want to go and have a life of impact and purpose, because you are set apart. Former elite-level athletes, you are different. And you need to be able to learn how to use your influence to benefit you so i want you to go over to the facebook group and join it and join it today it's here finally my book the ultimate playbook for Higher achievement you can get it on amazon and the uh paper paperback version or you can get it on kindle and who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking to, to transition whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down. I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making can help you with influencing others and how are you influenced i have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment alignment and adjustment um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter developing your own procedures creating relationship roadmaps using adversity to your advantage right because we all go through tough times but how do you flip it how do you use it to power you Okay, and then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just not just athletes. Now there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out, Amazon the ultimate playbook for high achievement.